everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter. That is my dear boy, Tim. Mm. Ooh, the boy. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm just giving in a little bit. I think I'm, I'm tired of fighting. <laughs> I'm tired of fighting it. So I'll just, I'll give you a little, I'll throw you a little bone once in a while. <laughs> and uh, there, there's your bone for this episode. Uh, cherish oh, it. Cherish it with all your heart. Mm. I look forward to more bones. This is a horror movie podcast. <laughs> we talk about horror films out here. We, we watch a movie, we get together, we talk about it. Uh, occasionally, Tim reveals his bad taste in movies like The Boy and Bram's The Boy 2. And also possibly Leprechauns 1 through 17. So uh, this episode, we are looking at a, a newish release, which is Relic, which is an Australian film. And I did not know this until it started, but the logo came up saying it's a Stan original, which blew my mind. Are you familiar with Stan, uh, Tim? Do you know what Stan is? Uh, Stan Lee? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, Stan, uh, there was a time, I mean, I'm pretty sure Australia has Netflix now, but there was a time when Australia did not have Netflix. Instead, it had Stan. So Stan's oh, a streaming okay. service in Australia, and apparently this movie is a Stan original. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, get on Stan. I laughed. I laughed when I saw Stan. I, I, I did. I yeah. laughed when I saw the Stan original yeah. thing come up. What can we say? We stand, Stan. (laughs) Don't encourage them. Uh, So it took me a little longer. I was probably still halfway through the movie until I put it together because I was just like, I I kept thinking, like, wait a minute. All right, these people are British, right? (laughs) Do do they have a Melbourne in Britain too? Am I not aware of? Admittedly, their accents aren't super strong. They're not like extreme Australian accents, but you can hear it. If you're listening for it, you can definitely hear the Australian accents coming through. Uh, the side characters yeah. especially seem to have thicker Australian accents. Yeah. And there is um, a, a scene where a kangaroo attacks them. That was kind of the giveaway. Mm-hmm. Yes, there was kangaroos and alligators. Yeah. Oh, sorry, crocodiles. <laughs> it's crocodiles in Australia, right? Um. Well, when I went, I didn't see any. But <laughs> <laughs> There's echidnas for sure. Thanks for your insight. I'm, 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 in fact, yeah, you've been in Australia. You should have recognized every location in this movie. You fool. <laughs> so, yes, we'll start spoiler-free as we always do. We'll give you warning before we go into spoilers. Uh, the, the the basic premise of this is that the the so it's, it's about three generations of a family, three women and a and a family. Uh, you've got Ellie Mortimer plays Kay, who's the kind of the, the middle one, the, the, the mother, well, for lack of a better term. And then her daughter is Sam, who is, you know, like 22-ish. You know, she's kind of, she sort of dropped out of university. She's maybe going back, maybe not. We'll see. And then the grandmother, uh, you know, Kay's mother, uh, Edna. And the plot really kicks off because Edna has went missing and no one knows where she is. And the, uh, the, the two younger generation come to sort of check on the house, see if they can find her. They sort of stay for a couple of days. And mysteriously, after a couple of days, Edna just reappears without willing, not not willing to discuss where she's been, seemingly even comprehending the idea that she was, you know, technically missing, and the police were looking for her for a couple of days. Um, as Tim's <laughs> wrestling with his cat with his with his elbow, uh, so <laughs> that's the 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 premise. Obviously, you say, well, what's the horror movie aspect here? There is like a tease of supernatural stuff going on. And you know where she went, and kind of the build to the, the final act, where there is like more full-on horror stuff kind of creeping into the film. So uh, that is the the just the relic. Uh, for the most part, the the younger 
to think that she's suffering from dementia and Mm -hmm. she's forgetting where she's been forgetting what she's done and we see examples of that throughout the film and which is kind of the the movie's big thing really is that it's ultimately whatever wherever it goes and whatever it's doing is uh it's kind of a metaphor for dementia it's just an extension of it's kind of that thing that we often talk about in horror movies and in fact even science fiction movies in lots of different genres where you take uh, you know, a real thing, and then you sort of put it into, like, up to 12 by turning it into, like, a literal supernatural thing or a literal mm-hmm. science fiction thing. It's kind of that style of movie. So that is Relic, in a nutshell. So I will ask Tim the question. Tim, how did you feel about Relic? <laughs> and Relic from 2020, not Relic from 1996 or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I actually like this uh, quite a bit. I had heard some uh you know people talking about it and uh like a lot of people seem to you know really uh like it and had been making a big deal about it and uh, if you remember we watched the trailer for it and i don't think mm-hmm. I, I forget where you landed but i wasn't like too hot on the trailer like it seemed like maybe it might be interesting but also yeah it, it you know hadn't done that much for me and um when i started uh watching it i i i even admit i wasn't really too crazy in the beginning like it, it was it, it, this is a very slow burn movie and mm-hmm. uh i was a little worried that it might be a little too slow uh for my tastes and um but but there is like a point maybe maybe about like halfway through ish or so where um yeah i did kind of start to feel very uh you know sucked in to what's going on and uh you know th- there's a good chunk of it where uh you know, there's a there's like the, a real life horror to it, which is you know the what it's like to have a a family member going through like uh, dementia and stuff, which is like a really really just horrible like uh, unsettling thing. Um, I I mean I, I'm lucky enough that I haven't really you know had uh, much of that, but I do remember uh, my mom like telling me stories about uh, her grandmother uh, who yeah like uh, she you know she lived to be quite old. She was like in her nineties and. Yeah, she had some stuff like that going on and was seeing things uh, towards the end. And it's just, yeah, like the stories I would hear just sounds like really, you know, terrible and scary. And it's like, how do you yeah, deal with someone going through that? So, uh, you know, there's this like, you know, like you said, like this real life component to it that's uh, very compelling, but not, you know, not the kind of horror that you usually think of when a horror movie. But then, uh, you know, I would say the kind of like last act. Uh, yeah, I, I really thought was phenomenal. And uh I like the ending, which I, I dare say is uh, kind of different to, I, I feel like, what we're usually used to. So, um, yeah, overall, <laughs> I will say that uh, I did enjoy this uh, movie. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> uh, no, I, I kind of fall somewhere in the middle uh, of enjoyment and not enjoyment, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, probably the most... I, I was actually a little bit worried about talking about this one because... As it was going on, and I was kind of not super into it, I was not really super feeling it. I appreciate kind of what it's doing, especially towards the end. I think the last, like, 15, 20 minutes is probably its strongest, and where it's the the direction maybe maybe really sings, and the the horror imagery really kind of comes into it. And I get kind of obviously the the point that it's making and the, the metaphor that it's using for everything, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that I did kind of feel the, the, the slow burn getting to me and I'm someone who mm-hmm. enjoys a slow burn when I think that the uh, the, the burn itself is engrossing where I'm kind of into this, the slow teasing and the the mm-hmm. but I think ultimately with this one there was, a, there was maybe just a little bit too much family drama with the bickering back and forth sure. between 
uh, Kay and, and Sam and their relationship. And, I, you know, I appreciate that this movie wants to have three generations of the same family. The whole idea mm-hmm. that, you know, the worry that this will sort of be hereditary and it will go through the family and, like, mm-hmm. the daughter's worried that she's going to do the same thing and then Sam's going to be worried that maybe she'll suffer for the same thing. And there's elements of that that kind of play into the film. I, I just, I find myself kind of not super pulled in by the vast majority of it though and i thought it was like well directed like for the most part yeah i, th- I thought there was a lot of creepy little moments in the, in the camera work and mm-hmm. i felt like the moment under the bed because the, the moment i liked in the trailer was the moment where she looked you know uh, uh Kay looks under the bed and there's just a sort of vague outline of someone breathing mm-hmm. under there and it's kind of creepy and i thought that was a really well done moment in the trailer and it was still well done in this 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 the full movie but those moments are very few and far between for such a long time and yeah. it's not a very long movie. Like, it was no. only about 90 minutes, right? Yeah, it was like 88 minutes, I think, total. And I would say mm. that it's not really until about the hour mark where it kind of full-on becomes a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, that's not actually a problem in and of itself. If I was, like, super into mm-hmm. the drama, I wouldn't really care about that. If anything, I'd appreciate that it was able to hold off and kind of become something, you know, metamorphosize into something else at the end and feel natural. But unfortunately mm-hmm. i kind of just felt the burn of it and then by the time i did get to the horror stuff i did think it was better and i was kind of into it but i'd spent so long not being into it that it never had quite the impact that i think the movie wanted to hit me with it was just kind of like oh sure. yeah this is kind of cool and i get what it's doing and i just yeah. felt the- detached ultimately uh so unfortunately for me it's a bit of a misfire even though everyone else seems to love it the rotten tomato scores like through the roof and everything else but <laughs> uh i can be in the minority once in a while it's fine uh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm not like too far off uh, from you. Like, I think the by the end, it, it made up enough for me that like I, yeah, I don't necessarily want to say like I, you know, forgive it, but like, um, there's enough enjoyment uh, from me there. But I, yeah, I am kind of in the same boat where I I'm not loving it as much as like a lot of other people seem to do. Like, you know, it seems like kind of people are making this out to be like the next hereditary or something like oh man like mm. this great family drama horror movie that's just like you know like an instant classic and it's like oh yeah i wouldn't go that far but you know, at, at the same time i yeah did enjoy it i you know i do think it you know tackles like a a hard subject and you know does pretty well with um yeah kind of you know dealing with that and uh but uh and yeah it's uh i think um yeah, like you're kind of getting at, like, it maybe if it had been peppered with some of the more, like, weirder elements or the, you know, like, kind of creepier, supernaturally kind of stuff, like, uh, you know, you don't have to go full on, you know, from moment one, but maybe if they kind of sprinkle it out a little bit more in the beginning and middle, um, and it might have been a little more palpable or I don't even know something. if it needs more, like, story beats. I, I think just... Mm-hmm. There's definitely this feeling for a lot of the film where while there's kind of a tone over the whole thing, it doesn't necessarily feel like anything that creepy did happen. Because once it kind of re- it because it, it once it reveals part of like what happened, like part of where she was, it's mm-hmm. actually kind of an interesting idea. And I almost wondered if that that if there was just one tease of something like that early on that just made us kind of think about it and have it in the back of our heads the entire time. I don't know. Maybe that would have been something. Um, yeah. I, or or maybe the opposite. Maybe maybe it's just not ambiguous enough. Maybe maybe this works better if we're questioning if like is this really just dementia and there's actually nothing weird going on, or but 
I think the other two characters just did they see enough little weird things mm. just here or there that there's there's something off and it, it feels like nah there, there's definitely something going on so it al- yeah. I think it almost feels a little bit frustrating that it takes so long to even acknowledge that there is something else going on because there clearly is uh, yeah. maybe that's the, fr- the frustrating element of the slow burn mm. I don't know I, I, yeah. I, I worry about this though because I, I don't have anything to make fun of this is not like one of these other <laughs> you know VOD right. movies where I come in here and I'm like oh it's so stupid and the characters are so dumb and what were they thinking the fools I'd love to come in here and be like, Australia, you you culpable assholes, what are you doing <laughs> producing movies like this? I don't feel that way. It, it's it's totally fine, and I get why other people like it. I, I think, mm-hmm. I think if you've got a personal, like uh, a personal uh, experience with dementia, you know, with a family member mm-hmm. or whatever, I feel like this movie might speak to you in a lot of ways, in sure. a way that I maybe didn't quite bridge the gap. And what I mean by that is that. I don't necessarily have to have experienced something to to get engrossed and like get the point of a movie about a subject. In fact, one of the strengths of filmmaking and art in general is that it can make me empathize with something that I've never experienced or considered or anything like that. But yeah. Jurassic th- Park's a great example of that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that, yes. Uh, but you have this kind of middle ground where you'll get movies that aren't like amazing, that are just alright, and those movies work really well for people who already have the empathy and already have the personal experience, but don't necessarily completely create it for people that have never felt it. They don't like build yeah. it from scratch. And I feel like sure. that's one of these movies where if you already have an experience with this, if you already have some sort of attachment to the subject, I feel like this is probably going to hit a lot harder mm-hmm. than it otherwise would. As it is, yeah. I, I, you know, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. And I would definitely not be surprised if you know the the person who wrote this movie if they came out and said like yeah i had a family member that went through this and you know part of the way i kind of you know uh did like my grieving with it was you know writing this movie and it was kind of cathartic like i could totally see something like that being the case i mean it doesn't necessarily have to be but um i i wouldn't be surprised um but i mean i get i get what you mean and then i think um we kind of talked about you know about this before in other episodes but uh so it's okay for a movie to just be okay yeah like every, sure. everything is such like extreme on the internet everything is either yeah a 10 or a 2 you know it's oh this is either the best thing ever or the biggest piece of dog shit and it's like hey you know there's nothing wrong with a movie just being like fine or okay or you know plenty of good films that are like you know five sixes sevens <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i yeah, I don't want to be too harsh because I don't think it's a bad movie. I, I think it's well directed. There, there's some nice little mm-hmm. moments uh, sprinkled throughout. It does look like a movie, uh, unlike you know other yeah. movies that kind of hit VOD and whatnot. And this, you know, apparently yeah. is a Stan original, so it was a, a straight to streaming <laughs> movie, even in its uh, you know country of origin. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, yeah, credit to those things. And I, I, f- I feel like you know, there's it's a relatively good cast. I feel like the, you know, none, none of these actors uh, feel out of place. It's kind of just um, maybe boils down to a, a script that's maybe a bit, maybe more to my taste, I guess, more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that just doesn't quite work for me. But I, I, I found it just kind of, I don't want to say plodding along, mm-hmm. but there was a definite like kind of feeling, you know, once uh, maybe over the, the 30 minute mark where I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I could be checking Twitter right now. Maybe I should check Twitter. <laughs> you know, it kind of had that kind of, uh, like okay, I, I like 
nothing else is kind of grabbing me at this point and maybe this is just a a simple like screenwriting technique of making sure you have these punchy moments to keep drawing your audience in uh throughout but i could have used more jokes for sure it wasn't jokes? Uh, yeah it was uh i wasn't laughing that much unfortunately that's, I mean, that's, I mean, I can't say I laughed once. Uh, <laughs> admittedly, I don't think the movie was going for humor, but <laughs> uh, in fact, it was, it was kind of a dreary, depressing ninety minutes, if we're honest. <laughs> sure, yeah, but you know, you got to find the humor somewhere. Sure, sure. Uh, Could it use like a, I don't know, like a wacky. Uh, salesman or something coming over and maybe <laughs> like slipping on some mops or something i don't know slipping on some mops not not not, not a floor that's been mopped slipping no. on some mops himself no it's like a salesman who comes over he's trying to sell mops and like you know he's trying to give a demonstration but then he trips on all all the mops and then it kind of like the mop is on his head and it kind of looks like a wig and he has to kind of like you know separate it and then he says something like i'll see myself out like that would be funny, and then that would be a nice way to be like, "All right, we've had the serious. Now we got a nice little laugh. Now we can get back to the serious." So, I don't want to give notes, you know. Like, I don't want to say what the movie should have been, but I do think a, a scene like that would have helped. I don't want to give notes, but there should be a scene where someone, a salesman, a mob salesman. Uh, uh, yes, I was going to correct you say it's more of a trip if it's over a mop, but you actually did that yourself and said trip the second time. So that's that's fair play. Uh, and if anyone wants to do some fan art of that, I would be would be more than happy to uh, to take a look at that. I feel I feel like I feel like you know some people are coming to this review because they they care about this film. You know they don't know us yet. This is the first time they've discovered streams after midnight, and less than twenty minutes into this review of this this uh, serious uh, like parable on dementia. Tim's talking about why there should be a mop salesman doing slapstick comedy. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm no uh, Hollywood, well, I'm no Stanwood uh, screenwriter, but mm. uh, yeah, th those are just my thoughts. Okay, okay. Hey, as long as we're on the same page. As long as we're on the same page. Uh, so, yeah, I suppose we'll give the spoiler warning and get into, sure. the, uh, into the movie then. So, I will take this time. Oh, maybe I won't. Oh, oh no! My my, my sticky post-it note on my computer is not uh, not Ew, there. Why is it? Why is it sticky? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but yeah, because post-it notes are traditionally not sticky. <laughs> I guess uh, they are when you're you you get done with them. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let me take this time. Thank our Patreon producers: uh, Alison M. Fordyce, Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Shaw, Borden Now, and Zammer Jammer. They're all patrons at $20 or up, which makes them producers. But you can support us, of course, for as little as $1 per month at patreon.com slash TV, and you get some bonuses for the trouble. You get an exclusive extra episode of Streams After Midnight every month uh, at the $1 tier. Uh, there's a whole back catalogue now. I think we're, we're hitting, must be hitting 20 movies at this point in the back catalogue uh, that aren't available yeah. to the public. So you can get access to all those. Uh, and I think we've got a doozy lined up for later this month, oh, actually, yeah. now I think about it. Oh, doozy for sure. By the time this goes out, it'll probably already up, actually. But, uh, yes, so, look forward to that. Let's just say there's a scene with bees. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, so, <laughs> look forward to that. You also get bonus episodes of other shows we do, of course, at the tier. At uh, the $5 tier, you get to vote on an episode once per month, and you get early access to all the movie review episodes by one day. So, 
go over uh, to patreon.com slash TV and see if you want some bonus content but most importantly uh, help keep all the content coming and show us your support does, and all that jazz yes does um the the dc show do they do bonus uh episodes where they like review like i don't know like batman forever or something <laughs> <laughs> uh no bonus episodes for the dc comics podcast though no. oh okay <laughs> interesting <laughs> They get early access though, and they get uh, other things here or there, but no bonus episodes. Okay. Maybe I'll see if Connor wants to uh, <laughs> review all the uh, maybe like Batman <laughs> and Steel and <laughs> <laughs> the real DC movies, not this uh, this newer crap. I mean, me and Connor did review the Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher Batman's like a year or two ago. Um, all right well we'll see we'll do uh steel the yeah we'll do steel um <laughs> we'll do my unproduced challenges of the unknown script. <laughs> yeah. uh dear. are you up to the on doom patrol tim uh yes yes so you met the pioneers of the uncharted wait did i <laughs> maybe you must be behind one still <laughs> uh oh maybe that doesn't sound familiar Oh wait, th- those are like the uh uh like the the people from space. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, was it like Captain Whiz Whizbang or something? <laughs> that, yeah. It's because you said challenges of the unknown, so it just made me think of. Yeah. It. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Uh, what a tangent that was. Uh, so Phil spoilers then uh, for <laughs> Relic from this point on. So you have been warned. Um. So yeah, the first like twenty minutes of the movie, like. And there's nowhere to be found, and it's kind of looking around. You know, like going to the police and doing search parties and seeing weird mold stains on the walls and things like that. But once Edna shows up, it's kind of where the movie really gets going. And Edna doesn't want to talk about where she's been. She doesn't even acknowledge she's been missing. And they kind of start to notice weird things about her. Like, you know, one of the big sort of uh, hints of dementia is that she gives Sam this, uh, like, her old ring. Like, I don't know if it's like an old engagement ring or whatever, but she she gives her this ring and you know maybe 10 minutes later you're know, the next day in the movie she uh accuses sam of stealing it she's like why are you wearing that ring you try to rob for me and you know she gets really upset about it and it becomes this thing and she forgets that she gave it to her so it it, it really kind of goes that goes down that path of doing this and there's a lot of like, the family dramas here where you have Kay at one point actually goes back to the city of Melbourne to look for a, like a retirement home because she's starting to think that her mother can't live alone anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. She's forgetting too many things. She's making too many accidents. She's, you know, all, all this stuff. So a lot of the movie is this. The middle of the movie is all this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So your mileage may vary depending on how engrossing you find the actual drama side of things. Uh, there is, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some little hints that are built like... Uh, when they're looking through drones at one point, there's, there was there was a, like a shed out back that like it was like an extra little house that the great grandfather lived in, um, and he apparently had dementia. So you know it, there's there's evidence of it from but even before Edna's you know uh, generation yeah. in the family. Mm-hmm. But I mean that that is kind of the middle portion of the movie. It's 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 all that stuff, and and I think you know like you said it's um it's well done like i think uh mm. again like all these uh, you know these are all good actors and uh yeah the direction is pretty solid but yeah it's just not uh the most exciting and uh yeah yeah i think you bring up a good point like it is going to depend on you know how much you kind of find that kind of drama engrossing which um yeah i i kind of 
yeah was was feeling it for a little bit but then yeah there were times when yeah it does get to be a little much and you kind of check out but um again it's never like really for the you know the quality of it like it's never really done yeah. poorly i would say it's one of those things where i think i checked the time at about an hour and it was before mm-hmm. things sort of hit the fan and i was kind of like we're still it still doesn't feel like we're actually building to a third act yet like what you know this movie yeah. has that lackadaisical pacing of a lot of vod movies in some ways which is maybe its biggest flaw i, I would say it's, it's not so much that it wants to focus on the drama side of things i'm actually completely cool with that it's maybe just that there's not enough escalation throughout uh, in a reasonable paced way yeah because it was like interesting stuff like uh i i think you know when she like goes out into the woods and she's like eating the family pictures and stuff like that kind of stuff i i found interesting um you know it could potentially have like you know seen more of that kind of stuff but uh yeah i don't think there was like as much of that kind of stuff as you would think yeah uh so uh, one of the things that maybe hints at something more sinister though is that the uh the neighbor there's a Oh, yeah. A person with learning difficulties who lives next door who is just about 18 years old because clearly Sam knows this 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 guy because she's like, oh, you're 18 now. When did that happen? So this is clearly like a sort of younger neighbor she's known uh, since she was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it, it comes up that he doesn't come over at the house anymore. You know, he used to come over and like, you know, you know, be friendly with Edna and he stopped mm-hmm. doing it a while back. And it turns out later on when she's like curious, you know, when she's acting, when she really thinks Edna's acting weird, Sam goes to the the, the you know the, the dad or the, the neighbor and says, "Hey, like, what happened between them? What you know? Why why does he not go over anymore?" And he explains that they were playing hide and seek, and then Edna forgot that and locked him in like this creepy attic for like hours. Uh, and he, you know the dad had to go looking for him, and he was kind of scared, and it was this traumatic experience. So it gives you this sense that there's something a bit more sinister. Uh, obviously, ultimately, what the movie's building to though is that where edna went away for like several days is actually just inside the house there's kind of a supernatural like the mold kind of leads to like a closet and it's a labyrinth that keeps changing because when sam ends up in there and we're following her through this labyrinth like you know hallways are kind of changing and not not like an inception where you can see like a visual effect just in the way that she'll turn around and there's another hall there or Mm. that hall she just went down is now behind her now or in front of her it plays with your mind that way that's kind of what the uh, the, the back chunk does yeah, and I really liked this stuff. I thought it was like all like proper creepy, and uh, you know, uh, I, I like kind of the some of the <clears> weird <throat> stuff that happens. Especially, I, I like when it kind of, you know, the like corridors and hallways keep getting smaller and smaller. That like, um, you know, to the point where, <laughs> you know, she can like barely fit in and kind of has to like bust through, uh, you know, the the wall and everything. And uh, I, I thought uh, I could kind of feel like the claustrophobia uh, in that stuff, and uh, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, conceptually, I like this quite a bit. Like, like I say, I think at this point in the movie, it was just so late on that I, the movie already kind of lost me by this point, so I just sure. wasn't feeling that excited by it. Uh, maybe this is the sort of thing where maybe more of the movie could have been like someone getting trapped in this maze, you know, behind the walls, essentially, and yeah. no one knowing, and you know, speculating, where, where, where did Sam go? Where did she go? Uh, but it's around the same time, though, where Enda starts acting especially creepy, where she's basically cutting herself because she does this thing throughout the movie where she's sort of carving candles she's doing like sort of fancy candle mm-hmm. art and she eventually cuts a lot of her hands and she uh urinates on the floor and oh yeah see that's where you could have used them up i 
I just I love the idea that you want this slapstick comedy scene to take place at this point in the movie where things are really starting to go like bananas for the you know the third act and everything's going crazy. This is the moment where you want the the, the slapstick comedy scene for the mop salesman. Or do you want that scene to be earlier and then have Emily Mortimer, you know, the have Kay go like Damn, we really should have bought him up from that guy. There you go. <laughs> that would have been great. That would be a nice <laughs> callback. <laughs> uh, but it's when she puts out then for a bath that she ends up seeing her, like, cut herself, and she's and trying to get to her. And we've been kind of seeing throughout the movie that she has these, like, really dark bruises, I guess. or, or I don't it, know if they're, like, kind of bruises or scabs. Or... Yeah, it, it actually looks like the mold that's on the walls that seems to be growing. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of spreading throughout all of her chest and up to her shoulders, and it's, you know, getting worse and worse. But she eventually kind of, like, follows Edna into the, the labyrinth, and she sort of... And probably one of my favorite shots of the whole movie is her sneaking up behind her as, like, you know, old woman Edna's, like, down, crouched down. She's doing something, but you can't see it because, she's you know, she's got her back turned to us. Mm-hmm. And then when she turns around, you see that she's actually peeling off her skin and revealing, essentially, like, a demon that's, yeah. like, living underneath her. The idea being that she's already been taken over. Uh, this is one of these movies, actually, because when it gets... Especially when it gets to the ending, we'll talk about that in a minute, where... Like, okay, so this is all very literal. There's a demon, you know, their, their mother never came back. Uh, but the ending sort of solidifies it as one of those movies where it really doesn't work without the, the analogy. Like, you know, it's clearly a metaphor yeah. for something. And if you take the metaphor away, the movie kind of doesn't make a lot of sense. It's particularly the ending. The ending makes mm-hmm. very little sense without the metaphor. But uh, so they, she runs and then she ends up running into Sam and they kind of break out of a wall into the house and they're going to leave. They're going to run and... Mm-hmm. Kay's like, you know what, I can't I can't leave her, I can't abandon her. So she locks the door, so Sam's safe in the outside, but she's like, I'm not going with you, I'm going to protect her anyway, even though she's turned into a monster. Mm. And again, kind of the the metaphor for dementia is kind of here, where it's like, she's not really my mum anymore, she's not that person anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you barely recognise who she is anymore. Uh, yeah. And it's a horror movie, so it's like, you know, visually represented with an actual mm-hmm. demon whose skin's all, you know. Uh, and it's not actually all off yet, I mean, because when she, she she literally carries Edna up to the, the bedroom and then peels off the rest of her skin, and it's just this sort of demon that's left. But weak, a weak demon, not, not one that's like running after and like killing, it's just like weak yeah. and kind of like slowly dying. And she lies down the bed behind it and kind of spoons with, with the Edna demon. And then Sam, who's, you know, found her way back into the house, comes in, and then lies behind her mum. So we have this kind of, you know, three generations with each one having the younger generation sort of hug them from behind. And the the final moment of the movie is that she's, is that Sam notices in the back of Kay's shoulder that she's starting to develop the same kind of mould on her skin. The implication being that this is going to then happen to her, and then presumably one day to to Sam. And it's, it's that fear of, of that happening. Um, I think... Joe, Joe is bugging me is I feel like I've I've seen a better movie that's sort of played with this idea of like be, being scared of uh, getting your your parents or like your your parent who suffered dementia so you're worried that you're going to get it uh, and that's like a sort of paranoid kind of element. I'm sure I've seen a movie that's done that and I really liked it and I can't think of what it is now. <laughs> it's bugging mm-hmm. me. Tim disagrees. He thinks I'm making this up, but. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I have, but because one of the little details actually throughout the movie is that Sam, until the, until this final scene, or until like, uh, Kay's saying she's going to stay behind, I think that's the mm-hmm. first time in the movie where she actually calls Kay mum. Up until that point, she just refers to her by Kay, because I, I was actually uh, if it wasn't for a line about her uh, or, or how the, like how she refers to like, the grandmother, I would have maybe even have suspected that she might even just be a younger sister, like a much younger sister, mm-hmm. because the way she was calling her by Kay. 
Uh, but no, they are mother and daughter. It's just, it's just this one of those movie things where she's she isn't calling her that until it's emotionally relevant. There, yeah, yeah. So no, no, like I, yeah, I think that is. Uh, I mean, honestly, I think it's kind of a common uh, thing, and not just in horror movies, but there's plenty of movies where, um, yeah, like the you know realization is like, oh my god, am I gonna you know end up just like my parents? I guess a uh, you know goofy movie probably being one of the biggest examples of that, um. But yeah, no, that's a certainly a, a you know a, a real uh, fear, and I actually quite like this ending. Like, um, you know, not saying that like it's never been done before or anything, but I feel like you don't see this a lot of the time where you know someone does go like, uh, no, wait, like, like it it is a strangely like sweet happy ending where they do have to embrace like the monster, you know, the quote unquote monster uh you know that their uh you know mothers become and like yeah just uh seeing it so weak and frail and then like you know laying down with it and spooning it and i like that uh, <laughs> just a casually what you said spooning it <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like other movies would have had something where like you know at, at this point like you know like once they accept it then like you know because she's kind of like all like I, I don't know, like dark and like almost looks like there's like this kind of like, uh, like, I, like, um, well, I, I guess, yeah, like the mold, uh, you know, that's all over. But I, I feel like other movies would have had something where like the mold would start to peel off and then the mother would break through and then be like, no, I'm here. I, I love you all. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, uh, you know, cut to, um, them having a picnic or some shit. <laughs> but like, I like that this movie is like, no, like, it's not like, she's still you know this thing like it's not like hey everything is better now it's just the idea of uh yeah we just have to learn to accept it and and you know accept that this might happen to us one day as well so I, yeah I, 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 I like that approach there's an uplifting element to it of her like sticking by her no matter what no matter how scary it is no matter how hard it is and that's kind of the the, the uplifting part of the message but then it but it is a horror movie so it wants to end with this moment of fear this moment of oh crap is ha- going to happen to her too kind of thing right yeah um it has kind of a restrained ending in, in, in a lot of ways which I, I do appreciate but um it's, it's, it's also kind of that thing where the, the movie isn't interested in kind of tying this into reality you know at this point in sure. the movie like like how much do you explain some of the crap that went on here to the authorities or to anything else so like <laughs> yeah. you know when, when, when the authorities come by the next day to like find the the dead mother like it, you know the grandmother is she is edna like is actually looking like this demon still or is she back to looking like a human like how is any of this explained and i'm listening this is important i'm uh, the point i'm just making mm. is that this movie you know once it goes deep into its metaphor all it's interested in doing is having a nice dramatic ending to that metaphor it's not interested in like tying it into like, the real world of the movie again at that point it's abandoned that it's abandoned reality and it's more just about how the characters feel and what it represents and mm that's fine that, that's not a problem i have with, with anything uh my, my problem is just pretty much but but basically but the last 20 minutes where well it's definitely got the, all the best elements of the movie i was just kind of out of it which is which is why i i hate like not having anything like to mm. like complain about or rant about and say this is terrible for this reason and that reason mm. or love it and say this is why it's great and this is why this works and this is why that works it's it's, it's very frustratingly in the middle for me where it's competent in a lot of ways and lots of things it's doing. I can appreciate what it's doing and what it's trying to do with a lot of its themes yeah. and all that. Uh, I just ultimately didn't find it all that engaging, which I guess puts it um, kind of into VOD quality territory for me. 
which seems um, to be the minority opinion and you know that's fair everyone else can what, love it <laughs> what, what i think is kind of funny is that i uh, mostly agree with you except for uh I, I really like the you know the ending uh, that kind of last final part, and I would say, you, you know, as opposed to you who you know you're saying that uh, you know by that point you were just like, kind of out of it. For me, it kind of like brought me back. Like I, sure. yeah, um, like like it actually like kind of uplifted me and uh, you know, I, I guess like a to a bit as opposed to just being like ah well this is good but I zoned out at this point. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean it's. Clearly, like, if I'm in the minority on this one, that's fine. It just didn't work for me. But uh, it's it's, and I can't really rate it that low, you know, too low either. Like, it's mm. it, it, you know, as as what it is to to cop out with a <laughs> like a with a phrase that means nothing. <laughs> it is what it is. Mm. Uh, so, no. I, I think it's yeah, like a decent enough watch. Uh, maybe like you know, if it does get put on like us netflix or something at some point you know it's worth checking out but you mean opposed to us stan (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) i don't don't understand how comes when uh when i was looking up to see if this was uh streaming anywhere i didn't see anyone saying uh i could have watched it on stan (laughs) for free because you don't have stan you'd have only gotten the us results Mm, i can i'm sure i mean (laughs) i'll do a free trial of Stan if I can <laughs> check it out. <laughs> what what impresses me is that the entire time you were in Australia, you never encountered Stan. No, I was too busy watching uh, whatever weird uh, <laughs> television and hotel rooms I had. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about this before. All the audio was sped up. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But the PAL speed up. Yes, I, I recall. I recall. Uh, <laughs> Which it delighted me that you noticed that because that was like mm. a like oh Tim's noticing a technical thing. Tim's usually oblivious <laughs> to all these little these little details. Uh, did you it did you a, get did you get a hungry jacks while you were there? That's the important question. I did. Yes. Yes. yes absolutely. Uh, and, and like to the point where like <laughs> I felt bad that I kept asking my wife like today can we go to hungry jacks? <laughs> uh, I got a. They had like some like kind of like slushy fruity drink. I think it was like a. Uh, was it like a bursty or something like that? Uh, yeah. I get like a chippy sandwich or something. I don't know. <laughs> I forget what it's called. A chippy sandwich? Something like something like that. <laughs> Wait, you telling me it wasn't just like a whopper and like the normal menu? Uh, they they had like some uh like newer things. Okay, uh, that's they had that some regional options, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, for anyone who's confused by this conversation, uh, Hungry Jacks is the name in Australia for Burger King. Is there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just in case anyone's not following this conversation at all. Uh, but yes. There was a... Uh, I think the real like standout in terms of like fast food places I went to is... Uh, um, it was actually at the airport <laughs> that I got it, but there was a... Uh, it was like a chicken place. I forget what it was. Maybe like Red Roosters, maybe? Something like that. Uh, that was really good. I, I liked uh quite a bit. Uh, also a lot of good meat pies. Yeah, uh, meat pies are. I mean, I mean, I never really knew that Australia did them, but they're a very UK thing. So, and Australia yeah. and the UK have a lot of things in common like that, mm. I suppose. So, yes, 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 meat pies. We, I mean, we don't call them meat pies. We just call them pies. Tell us a pie is get meat in it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, yeah, your steak pie, your chicken pie, uh, mm-hmm. you know, your, your variety of pies, mince pies. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. All quite good. Yeah. He got a good, like, I think it was like a chicken curry pie I had, which I liked a lot. Oh, I've had a chicken curry pie. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. going to be nice. Um, and I said mince pies, not to be confused with Christmas mince pies, which don't actually have mince in them. They have, like, like fruit in them. That's a different thing. But My God. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it's a confusing thing you just have to mm-hmm. accept it and just move on with your life uh mm-hmm. i mean that's pretty much really, I, I honestly don't have a, a whole lot to add with this one I, I, this is kind of the the yeah. worst type of movie for a conversation <laughs> for me because I, I have like no hot takes i have nothing like exciting to say um i'm so glad you had your joke about the mop because that was like the <laughs> probably the highlight of the conversation for most people it, it's also like a pretty straightforward movie like mm-hmm. it's uh yeah, like Oops. I mean, there, there's obviously a lot to look into with the you know metaphor angle of it, but it's not like you know, there's a lot of like plot twists and turns and like um you know the uh, like a lot of the like, like drama scenes and stuff are pretty similar. Like you know, it's not like there's um you know like a lot of escalation or a lot of like crazy you know stuff. It's kind of what what you'd expect. Um. But I mean, yeah, it's maybe not the most interesting to talk about, but uh, yeah, there's uh, th- there's <laughs> it, there's stuff there. Well, would you like to rate it a ten? <clears throat> sure. Um, I'm still gonna give it a a pretty decent score. Uh, so I, I think I'm gonna give it a, a seven, which um, I yeah, because I I don't think it's great or amazing, but uh, you know, I, I do think um the the you know, it, it is a slow burn, which, um, you know, it's not always a, a good thing. Sometimes, uh, you know, uh, I, I can appreciate slow burn movies, uh, you know, when they're done good. And I think, um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily done poorly, but like you said, you do kind of feel the slowness in the beginning, but then, um, I think it makes up for it for me with, uh, the ending. And then also just again, on a technical level, like everything is very proficient, like, you know, the acting, the direction, and, you know, there, there are a little creepier moments spread, uh, throughout but um yeah unfortunately if maybe uh there was a, a little more going on like maybe yeah if you didn't feel a slowness as much if there's a few more interesting things peppered throughout um i think i'd uh give it a little bit of a higher score but also i don't know like if that you know it, it, does that kind of take away from the movie if you you know it, it does it maybe sully the kind of point if you i don't know add like a big CGI ghost or something like in the beginning. Oh, I was the, I was never asking for that. <laughs> don't don't mistake my request for some some more excitement. Is that I want the CGI ghost. Uh, how dare you? Uh, As opposed no, to I, you, who wants a CGI mop salesman. <laughs> it would be funny if they CGI'd him. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, like I, I think a seven, like it, you know, it is good, uh, but I also do you think it has you know uh i don't necessarily want to say flaws but maybe just um yeah things that uh don't get me going <laughs> as much as some other movies mm-hmm. hashtag release the mop cut yes <laughs> uh yeah i i'm definitely gonna go lower i i, I don't want to be too harsh but you know, I, I was so sort of zoned out by the time it got to you know the quote-unquote good stuff that uh, I, I feel very kind of blasé about the whole thing. So I, I'm going to go with what probably sounds quite harsh to a lot of people, but I'm going to go with a 5.5. 5. Uh, and that's me acknowledging that it's, you know, it's it's got technical qualities. It's got things that are, are good about it. But ultimately, I was just so out of it by the time I got to, you know, anywhere decent in the runtime that I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I just don't feel that enthusiastic about it. 
uh, which is a shame because I was hoping, given the, the the reception, that I was this was going to be good and I was going to be into it. But unfortunately, sometimes it just doesn't pan out. So mm. here we are. Uh, this has been Screams After Midnight. You can let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments below. Like and subscribe. subscribe. Like is really important because mm. it lets YouTube know that uh, we're worth recommending out and that uh, people will find us. So that's a nice free way of supporting us. Uh, of course, we mentioned Patreon earlier. Patreon.com slash TV for bonuses. Guys on Twitter at Screams Midnight for all of the shenanigans and if you uh you know you're there and stuff you might yeah get a chance to participate in things and all sorts but uh yeah uh so what one last bit of business though before we go is i have to get tim to pose mm. for the uh, the thumbnail so tim make sure your head's not mm. cut off at the top of the camera so sit back and mm -hmm. and we're counting three two one and say pose so here we go mm -hmm. three two one pose That's what you're going with. You're going with uh, <laughs> laughing hysterically is, is, your, is your thumbnail image for this one. Okay. That's going to get the clicks, man. People are going to be hearing about this serious movie and they see, what's that laughing idiot? <laughs> like, I got to hear what his take is. I don't know if I have a traditional looking mop to hold up for the thumbnail, <laughs> but maybe I'll have to track one down. Yeah, CGI. Yeah. <laughs> CGI. <laughs> All right, thank you very much uh, for joining us. This has been Screams After Midnight. Uh, we always appreciate your 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 viewership, your listenership, your spookiness ship. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we will see you next time.